Returning guest, Lawrence That's Luke O'Connell. Middle, it's me. Middle name Power. How powerful are you feeling today? Hella. Okay, um, I'm just, feeling hella powerful right now. <laughs> like I could just like smash a hole in a wall. Yeah, that's, whoa. Pound a monster. Just like phenomenal. We've got uh, Maggie Van. Uh, she's on the volleyball team, and she <laughs> writes for the Hellgate Lance as well. How are How are you doing today, Maggie? Pretty great. It's Thursday and there's no school tomorrow. Oh yeah. What is your middle name, if you don't mind me asking? <laughs> Catherine. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just I can't see you as a Catherine, that's all. all right. We also have Solomon Kenworthy. Solomon Kenworthy uh, writes a lot of articles about movies. It's true. It's uh, factual evidence. You like movies. I do. I thoroughly enjoy movies. It's what I do with my free time mainly. Oh yeah. Um, how many articles have you written about movies? So far, I yeah. think the exact number is 17. God. 16. That's, that's, that's impressive. impressive. That I've written impressive. total. <laughs> yeah. What's, what's your favorite movie, then? Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, easily. That's a good one. Oh, yeah. Uh, I agree with that. Yeah. That is, yeah, solid. Um, what is your favorite movie of 2019, Solomon? I would say so far, there have been a lot of interesting contenders. I would say... The question of what's your favorite movie of any year, or just in general, stems. It's an interesting topic to discuss because there are two ways to view it. Right. You can view it analytically and go, like for me, analytically, I still feel Raiders of Lost Ark is the greatest movie ever made. Cinematography, everything. I've watched the movie looking for flaws. Right. There's about two match to action errors, and I think there might be a continuity error. And the famous one that most people will know if you're familiar with it is. They, Steven Spielberg accidentally called cut and some guy, or he called action whatever, and some guy just walked onto the set. He's just wearing regular clothes. He's like, what's up everybody? Um, it's the scene right after Marion, quote unquote, dies and Indiana Jones is just depressed with a monkey just chugging wine. <laughs> and he's in the background on the left of the screen. And so, but I mean, every film's going to be flawed. Yeah. But, and then the discussion comes up that is your favorite movie, so it's very different to say, I really like Raiders, and Raiders of the Lost Ark is a good movie. Mm -hmm. So when you ask the question, I'm sorry to go off for 20 no, minutes about it, totally fine. but when you ask the question, favorite movie of 2019, I'm gonna take that as my favorite movie, not necessarily I feel is analytically the best, mm -hmm. um, and for that, I would, I would say, it's for me, it's really hard, it's Endgame or Toy Story 4. Yeah. <laughs> because Toy Story 4, I saw it, I won't lie, I cried. I, in the theater, <laughs> I was sitting there, I was just, there were tears, it's so good. And the thing that I really like about Toy Story 4 that I think, the more I think about it, I think is higher than Endgame, mm -hmm. is that it has, it, it was, I discussed this in my uh, uh, National Treasure article, which will be out this Tuesday, I don't mean to plug, but um, <laughs> that I, 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 I discuss it, <laughs> good man, Luke, doing good work. But I discuss how a sequel, they need a reason to exist, and I feel Toy Story 4 
does a good job of being a movie first, sequel second. Whereas Endgame, you have to see Infinity War. You at least have to see, or at least be caught up on it. You can see Toy Story 4 and not even know anything because it does a good job of making the exposition feel natural mm -hmm. and feel very, uh, it's not shoved down your throat. Right. It's not, no one looks at the audience and goes, okay, now you have to cry. You know, you feel <laughs> yeah. the way the characters do. It does a good job of doing that. And it really, it, it does, and it, it adds if you've seen the other movies, but you don't have to see the other movies to watch it. So, and, and the animation is some of the best I've ever seen on screen. I don't know how Pixar does it. If you go back and watch Toy Story 1, that movie does not, I mean, for the time, yes, it was, this is the first animated film to be fully CGI animated, but, um, uh, for now, if you compare and contrast, it's crazy how much the differences are. So I would say, right now, yeah, it's Toy Story 4. Yeah, um, so along with that, you said that's your favorite movie of the year. I so would say what do you so. think's the best, or one of your favorites? What do you think's the best movie? Because you said there's a difference between those two. I think analytically, I would have to, I would have to give it, I would still be, I think it would still be Toy Story 4, honestly. Yeah. Because there's so much, there's a lot, because Toy Story 4 does a really good job at, it's really hard for a kid's movie to be mature, and that's what Pixar is really great at. Mm -hmm. they, it, you can still be a kid, not even know your own name, and watch it and enjoy it, but yeah. you can also be 50 and watch it and enjoy it. And I mean, the directing is fantastic. I would say Toy Story 4, it's, one, it's probably one of those films that if you were to turn the sound off, you could completely understand what's happening. Right. It does a really good job at, and this is, I believe, a first-time director for Pixar. He's worked for Pixar for a while. This was his first uh, feature-length film. I think he did some shorts, but I would. St and the problem that I find with a movie like Endgame, I love Endgame. I I saw it a Thursday night preview. It it was a hype <laughs> preview, man. We everyone was in there when when all everything went down in the third act. That action scene, we all stood up and started cheering. It's the <laughs> definition of a good time at the movie. Yeah. And so, but. The more you think about it, there's so many plot holes, and even the writers have admitted there are plot holes, yeah. but we just did things anyway. And that's what's really <laughs> hard with such a big franchise like Avengers, is that there's so much going on that the impressive part about Endgame and Infinity War is that they did a good job of compiling all together, as much as there are, there are big flaws with, between them. You know, Infinity War, the, the whole portal scene, which I guess, spoilers, whatever, but <laughs> just skip the next minute or whatever if you're listening. Um, the portal scene, as much as it is awesome, and every time I watch it, it makes me feel good about who I am and what I'm doing in life, <laughs> right. uh, I just feel accomplished. It makes absolutely no sense, because in Infinity War, the problem with that film was that they never set anything up. And what I mean by that is, take uh, Lord of the Rings, for example. You put the ring on, you turn invisible, right? It sets that up. Uh, maybe even Harry Potter, you get on a broom, you fly, boom, yeah. right? It sets it up. It's, it's a small thing, but if you don't set things up like that, things later down the line don't make sense. And for example, in Infinity War, they set up Iron Man and Doctor Strange are talking on the donut ship, as Iron Man calls it. Mm -hmm. And uh, Doctor Strange keeps asking, can you get us home in terms of can you fly the ship back around to Earth because they're in space at this point. Mm -hmm. And so at the end of Infinity War, Doctor Strange and everyone but Iron Man and Nebula, you know, they turn to dust or whatever on Titan, mm -hmm. but then he can still do the portal thing from Titan to Earth. So it doesn't make any sense that he was able to do that. But the reason that it works and you can't really complain about it is because they never set up that he couldn't do it. Right. He just says, can you get us home? He never says, oh, by the way, audience, I can't make a portal to go <laughs> back to Earth. Right. So that an Endgame has a lot of flaws, which is why as much as I, I love it, absolutely, 
I would have to say probably Toy Story 4 because analytically it's just it's a masterpiece right yeah I have not seen Toy Story 4 I recommend it I I well funny movie story here I was going to see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood okay and since it's a um, you know it's rated R it is a rated R yeah. so I went in with my brother and um, his friend a previous Lance Rider redacted why not yeah, well, I don't see why not. Just one of the boys, yeah. yeah just my man. me and the boys. <laughs> so basically, we we rolled up the cinema, and it was like cruising up to the door, and like cinema. So we went to <laughs> the plan was that they would go in and buy the tickets, and I'd wait in the car, and then I'd go in. Well, so and then they one of them would come out with my ticket, and I'd just walk in and be like, you know, walk in. Got go in the movie, easy money. I understand. So we tried it at one place, and Redacted. works or Redacted. used to work at AMC theaters. So like, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but he was definitely like doing something that he wasn't supposed to by like <laughs> trying to get an underage kid tickets. But so Can we should take out his last name, maybe. I don't care. Um, but so <laughs> we went to the to the one theater, and he was like, I'm afraid because there's this one worker there, and she's like super like she's like super stuck up and like works like. She's like, you know, she's basically just like stuck up, I guess. And like, she follows all the rules. Cross so, Yeah. Worthless, we understand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so he, he, he went in to buy uh, our tickets. And uh, she was like, why are you buying three? And he's like, oh, just for a friend that's going to get here. And she's like, I'm going to hold on to it until he gets here, if that's okay. And so they like walked out of the theater and, <laughs> and they were like, all right, we can't go to that theater. So we drove across town to the one over by like, Target and stuff yeah. uh, to the what's it called? It's AMC Classic, I believe. Classic, and then it's yeah. the dine-in is the mall one. Yeah, yeah. So so we went from the dine-in to the classic, and so the plan there was that I would take my brother's ID, and since <laughs> me and my brother look like very similar, <laughs> we right. thought maybe like, and he's older than me. He's eighteen at this point. So no, he's nineteen. He's nineteen, and so, but at that point he was eighteen. So we were going. So we walked into the movie, we bought our tickets, because they don't check your ID when you get the tickets. They okay. check actually when you, like, you know, the, 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 the person at the booth, you know? Okay, so... I understand. I think we understand. <laughs> <laughs> well, never mind. Luke is stuck. <laughs> I am stuck. He's struggling. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't get it. Right. <laughs> I can't get it. Um, if you buy the tickets and you're under 18, what do they do if they're just like, you're not 18, idiot? Well, did, did they just take the ticket? I, I think they're doing it illegal at that point. Do they give you a refund or that's, what? Or I don't know if they give you a refund. No, they didn't give you a refund. I think that's why they do it where they check your ID after you buy the tickets. Because if you're underage, then they get the money and you don't get the movie. Mm -hmm. Whoa. But, I thought you could go with like an older... Yeah, my kids. Yeah. They have yeah. to be like over 21 for AMC. Uh, but like the actual law is just like over 18. I thought it was 18, yeah. But for AMC, it's 21. So just to be clear, um, I wasn't breaking the law. I was just breaking company policy. So, so yeah. So we walk up to like the 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 the, the, the pedestal, the the lady at the pedestal, <laughs> and and so I'm holding my brother Ben's like wallet with his ID in it, and so like he walks just like, up, just like holding it. <laughs> just like, well, no. Well, I was like, oh god, this looks sketchy. So I like put it in my pocket or whatever. And so Ben goes up and he's like. You know, he hands her the ticket, and she's like, "ID, please." And he's like, "He's like, uh, 
Dan, should I, should we leave? And I was like, yeah, go to the car and grab your ID. So he like walked away, right? And so then I walk up to the, to the lady and, I, and, and she's like, ID, and I show her my brother's ID she just like is cool with it like she accepts it <laughs> <laughs> and i and i walk into the movie and i like look back and i see ben and, and they're just like <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like peace <laughs> and, I, and i left and i watched the movie by myself because i really wanted to see it that's pretty complicated that's like an ocean's 11 type high steel right there man but yeah that's i was good. thinking like because you know in the in the classic where it's like here's the here's the pedestal right and then they've got these hallways that go back. Uh-huh. I was that's thinking not, that's not the proper diction. <laughs> it's not a pedestal. It's a pedestal. It's but a booth. It'd probably be booths. No, it's not even a booth. It's a pedestal. It's um, the place where you buy tickets. We got it. Yeah. yeah. No, it's not the no, place it's, where you buy tickets. Stand. It's the stand where those... The stand. Oh, oh, stand. Yeah, there we go. The and pedestal. Ticket stand. Just call it a stand. <laughs> no, it's a pedestal. So, so here's the pedestal. Here's the pedestal, right? <laughs> so you got like here's the big hallway, and then all the movies, right? This is bad because our listeners have no idea what I'm talking we about. We need to get cameras. <laughs> yeah, but basically, there's two hallways that are like parallel to the pedestals, facing. No, they're parallel. And so <laughs> they go out to like the doors. And okay. So I was thinking that I would like, I'd have Ben's wallet. And I'd just like throw it to him over like the, the popcorn <laughs> make, booth or whatever. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> he'd, he'd, he'd be like, here's my ID. I got it from the car. And then we'd all get in. He didn't, well, he didn't really want to do that. So they just went to the, Jason's house and watched King of the Hill. But <laughs> I watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Loved it. Great movie. Was it worth it? Oh, yeah. What did they cost? <laughs> uh, I think my favorite movie of 2019 has got to be The Lighthouse. Okay. Yeah. Have you seen it? I haven't seen it, but I've heard about it. I meant to see it, but it didn't happen. It looks really good. It's very good. Um, I'm not, well, I'm not going to spoil it, but I'll kind of, it's like a light spoiler, so Solomon, you might want to cover your ears. That's fine. Um, I'm not scared. All right. Uh, spoiler for a lighthouse. So basically, <laughs> small, small spoiler alert. Uh, the plot is basically these two dudes, Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson, taking care of a lighthouse. Snack himself. Sorry, keep going. I'm going to read. Pee myself. <laughs> Please don't say a snack himself. The snack himself, Robert Pattinson. Three, two, one. The plot is basically these two dudes taking care of a lighthouse and slowly going crazy throughout the caretaking. I don't want to say much, as it's very good, and you should all go see it. Uh, I will say there are some scenes in it that are uncomfortable to watch, but it's they're like you know, like Eyes Wide Shut. Have you seen Eyes Wide Shut? Mm-hmm. It's like what is that? <clears throat> It's the Stanley Kubrick classic, where this is a little explicit, so I'll probably cut it out. I did cut it out. So, you don't know, so it's great, because like the characters, Willem Dafoe, uh, his performance is really good, because his character is like super believable, and it like makes sense, and like, it's just a great, it's just a great um, performance by both of them. Robert Pattinson also does incredible. it's shot in a box aspect ratio, uh, one one nineteen one, so it's like a literal box, yep. and uh, it's in black and white. It's uh, really interesting. But it's, it's great. Who directs it? Um, the director of the lighthouse. Didn't uh, he do the witch too or whatever? I believe like, that's correct. Or he's associated with it I somehow. I think that's the right. I haven't watched it, but uh, Mr. Like... Robert Eggers. <laughs> he has egg in his name. Um, <laughs> that's pretty funny, isn't it? 
Uh, just at the we need cameras. <laughs> <laughs> okay, for context, he's showing us a photo of Robert Eggers. He's got an egg-shaped head. So. He, all right. <laughs> Dan, let's, <laughs> not what let's, I got let's continue because we yeah. don't have enough time. I also, all right, uh, does anybody have anything to say about The Lighthouse? Probably not. not I haven't seen it. it. All right. Uh, another movie I really like, Pulp Fiction. I've seen, yeah. you've seen Pulp Fiction. Yeah. I watched five minutes of Pulp Fiction this weekend. Um, it's good. Basically the part where she overdoses, and then that was it. You only watched that part? We were interrupted. So, yeah. So you watched, wait, go ahead. I, I watched Pulp Fiction, and I just watched like 15 minutes of it. Kind of like the dance scene, like the classic scene. Classic. That you would know from Pulp Fiction. Mm, and there's some <laughs> uncomfortable sounds. There's a lot of grooving, you know, how it is. Uh, I think yeah. Maggie should talk about Do you know anything about Pulp Fiction? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway, Maggie, what's your favorite movie of 2019? Oh my goodness. Um, that's hard. Oh, how about favorite movie ever? Ever? Mm-hmm. Well, you see, I kind of love Harry Potter. I'm one of those people, no, which it's is... It's okay to be wrong. No, no. <laughs> I, I love Harry Potter, and then the movies were just super good, and even the books were good, so... Even the I, Or, like, I think the books were obviously better. Okay. But, like, <laughs> I thought the movies were pretty good, like, normally are a ton better than yeah. the movies, but right. they were pretty, pretty equal. Yeah, that's um, that's epic. That Thank is you. epic. That yep. is epic. Yep. Um, <laughs> do you have any, well, what is your favorite movie of 2019? We can come back to it if you want. Yeah, just yeah. don't say Captain do Marvel and we'll be fine. I'm gonna think about it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Captain Marvel is okay. No, don't even, no. Sorry, Luke, it's okay. <laughs> do you want to do mine? Yeah, go Let's for hear it. Let's I'm gonna keep it real. I've just been rewatching The Office a lot, but um, probably El Camino. Did you buy Peacock to watch The Office? No, it's still, no, it's still, still on Netflix. Still on Netflix. Netflix. Yeah, so I, would not, like, I don't think that's oh, out for another year or two. Right. Anyway, make it short, El Camino. Let me talk about streaming services. No, we already talked about this. We did? Yes. yes. When? Without you haven't heard it. <laughs> Depression. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Alright, so back just to... Just tell us about El Camino. I liked it a lot. Um, there was like some pretty big plot holes in the beginning, because like, Skinny P and Badger, that's their names, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. They're like way too smart in the beginning. You should watch it and you'll know what I mean. It's just like, they act like they're like, totally different from what they do in the series. Like, at the f- in the final episode of Breaking Bad, Walt like gives them money and they're just like, really, just like, low IQ about it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and in this they have like a perfect plan to like ditch the car that Jesse escapes the compound in and it's like very, I don't know, way too out of character for them to do that. Um, but other than that I think it's a pretty well made movie. Um, there were, another plot hole that I thought was kind of important was like Jesse, not even important, just like kind of like weird, was that like Jesse manages to shoot a guy without even being able to aim the gun like perfectly like three times but then he misses like 10 shots with like just a guy like in the open so it just doesn't make much sense but that scene overall was pretty good i think because he it was a good way to like show how he's like ready to like get redemption and get away from like that like life of crime and like indecency but then he also uses it to deal with that because he's like he fakes this guy out mm-hmm. sorry for rambling but yeah there you go that's fine fantastic maggie uh have you decided on your favorite movie um you know my movies are kind of like 
Hallmark. <laughs> I love Hallmark movies, and like, there's only 40 days until Christmas, so <laughs> kind of counting down. All right. And there's like a new Hallmark movie that just came out. I don't know if it's Hallmark exactly, but it's like. Oh, last it's, Christmas. Yeah, last Christmas. It's in theaters now. Mm-hmm. I thought that was Amelia Clark, the chick from Game of Thrones. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I know Have you idea. watched it? No, I think I'm gonna watch it this weekend though. So, I read an article. Oh. I'm not gonna say the spoiler, but apparently, like half the internet managed to guess the spoiler before the movie came out. Well, I mean, huh? I feel like Hallmark movies are like that though. There's yeah. just like a plot, and you like at the beginning, it's like this is what's gonna happen. Yeah. yeah. And they're then not, it's just like. I understand they're not that. like good movies. The actor I for love the... Hallmark. Okay, no hate. Um, the actor for the like main pop star guy in that movie, I really like him. He's good. He's, he plays this, like, DJ guy in, um, what's it called? The, the Get Down is this Netflix original that is, like, about, like, the, the beginning of hip-hop in New York. I don't know how, like, accurate it is to how it actually went down, but I think it's interesting going off of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Last Christmas does, in fact, have Amelia Clark in it, who was on Game of Thrones. Okay. Solomon correct yet again. Okay. Um, Damn. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, we only got a few minutes here. I'm gonna... Uh, you know, let's just finish it off with talking about the song Last Christmas. I think it's the best Christmas song. No debate. Easily, no debate. So good. I love Michael Bublé's Christmas album. Yeah, I listen to that year round, but that's fine. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. What I mean, about what you said? Um, like the Paul McCartney Christmas song. Paul McCartney Christmas song. What about Taylor Swift's album? Nope. Why? Why no? Because anything by Andy Williams. Mariah Carey. You are all I don't know. Taylor Swift is just questionable. Like she should stick to her genre. No, I, 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 I like Taylor Swift. She switched from country to pop. Yeah, yeah I she know, successfully was, did it. I mean, like, kind of like. I don't know. <laughs> I, get, I get what you're saying. I understand. No, I, understand. I don't know. Like that Christmas I like is just Swift. a different aspect for her that I don't think suits her very well. All right. Let me yeah, I get it. I hate. I hate Taylor Swift. Uh, oh. She disrespected Kanye. <laughs> no, and he disrespected oh. her. And you know, I don't think we'll have time for anybody to have a rebuttal to that. No, no, no. So <laughs> we know it's factual no. evidence. Yeah. So, um, yeah, thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. Um, it's time for it's time for lunch, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Let's <laughs> go. Right, See ya.